And I grew up as that kid, like, I, I can distinctly remember my friends in the fifth grade and I, like, anything that was remotely sexual sounding, we'd be like Beavis and Butthead, just like, yeah, 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 and I have friends I have such all these open, just casual conversations with. I'd be like, yo, one time Brian and I were doing this and that. And, and now you're running around singing wet-ass pussy? Yeah. <laughs> Get a bucket and a mop for this. All right, yeah, you know. So. Nice. Welcome. You're tuned into the Two Kings podcast with your hosts Brian Weeks and Adam Ricker. You may now enter the kingdom. Good morning and welcome to the Two Kings Podcast. I am Big Ricker, the biggest of Rickers. And I'm joined here by the bald beardy bear, Brian Weeks. Good morning. How are you today? Fantastic. How are you? Good. We are coming to you not even a little bit live from beautiful Bangor, Maine. Uh, beautiful is a kind of a stretch. <laughs> okay. This place can be a hole sometimes. <laughs> well, okay. Not all the time. All right. But a lot of the time. <laughs> but yes, we are we are not in New Hampshire this week. We are up here in Maine. And this week, um, this is a new live episode, a, a new episode for us, um, and we're going to be doing. The return of the Two Kings Q and A. We're doing it a little bit different, a little differently this week. Yes, it's a, it's a different theme, and we, like I said, we are in Bangor. Oh, <laughs> it doesn't just happen in Meredith. Listen, I got to tell you, that guy <laughs> was very cool with his motorized bicycle that he just had. That wasn't that wasn't a motorcycle. You'll see those down that area of New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. But that wasn't even like a boom. That was a <laughs> It was a straight up moped. He's like, I'm riding my moped down the street. Please save some pussy for the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> Can you just hear him go, whap, whap, whap. Whap, whap, whap. We can only sing so much of it before they'll be coming and saying, stop singing our song, whack, whack, whack. Okay, so we're back on the Q&A grind. It's not not as in-depth of a hypothetical or hypothetical as the last deck we used of cards. Uh, This one's called Our Moments for Couples. And they're just basic questions, Mm -hmm. and uh, they're a good way for couples to get to know each other, uh, you know, different ways that they may not know and it's been as we're recording this today i think today actually started uh mark the one year mark where uh brian and i even started talking in the first place absolutely or became facebook friends at least yeah and then it was like a three two or three weeks from now is Mm -hmm. one year anniversary yes that's pretty exciting but so we're doing this our moments um like i said as it's something different, and I really like. I really enjoyed the hypotheticals episode. Mm. Those questions were really in depth and intense. 
But I'm definitely here for the uh, our moments. All right. So why don't I pick a moment and take a moment and pick a moment. Mm. All right. Have you ever pushed your body further than you dreamed possible? Absolutely. And obviously that's just a wrestling story. Um, I, When I came back to wrestling in January of 2015... Um, I wasn't even sure if I was going to stick around that long. I had actually re- came back that December um, at a show in South Portland to help out my trainer, Eric. Um, he was Eric was really, really sick. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he should have probably been home in bed, but he had a show to run. And, and mad respect, because he was always on that grind no matter what. Um, but he asked me to step in for him <laughs> that night and just squash this small kid, mm-hmm. you know, and call it a day. Um, and then he invited me to the anniversary show of that year, and it kind of snowballed and came back, got to wrestle Primer, uh, one of my best friends in this business. Primer launch-padded me into, helped launch me into relevancy uh, through Captain's Cor- uh, Corbin Memorial Antworth, Corbin Antworth Memorial Battle Royal. That was one, um, like, the nephew of Captain. Okay. Um, he was uh, unfortunately he was killed in the, at the hands of his babysitter or his father. I can't. I mean, not maybe not his father, but like someone was. Can- I don't remember the details as I say this, but so the the, the baby was um, abused by someone who you know what I mean, not direct family or whatever. But the baby a had, caregiver. Yeah, someone providing care to the baby wow. injured the baby in a way that it, he passed away, and we we held a memorial battle royal a couple years in a row. Um, and I won the first one, which got me my first championship mm-hmm. in wrestling. And um, for the rest of that year, it was just like upward trajectory to where I finally got to wrestle the champion, Alexander Lee. Um, and I'd, f- I'd fought him three times. And the first two times I came up short for one reason or another. And even in those moments, I thought this was the most intense I've ever, you know, yeah. I've ever gone. But the third match where we met was a two out of three fall street fight. And we, I think we wrestled for a little over half an hour. Um, oh. And I remember at one point in the match, like, having a panic attack because I couldn't breathe. And uh, it, was, it was just, the, they had a, the, hand, the placement of his hand was, like, over my nose and my mouth. And that was just, you know, just the way the moves. And I could have, mm-hmm. I just panicked. It wasn't oh. done intentionally or anything. It was just right. the way it went. Um and I just ripped the hands off and got out of the ring. And I remember, like, my mind being like, "Just there's the entryway. Just leave. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want the you don't want this belt that bad." And then I was like, "Wait, fuck that! I came this far. I can I can finish this." And then um, I just remember, like, when it was finally all over and being able to go out back and sit. It was I didn't want to get up. Wow. And my body just like shut down. I just sat there like, "Oh, fuck!" And I wasn't like. As excited as I probably should have been in the moment of becoming the IWE champion the first time. Um, but I just, I've never, and, and since then, I don't think I've had a match go 30, 35 minutes like that with someone as intense as, and good as Alexander Lee. He's one of my favorites out of this state. And right. it was an honor to do battle with him, but I didn't know if I was going to make it through it first. So Wow, that's, that's an incredible story. Wow. Mm. Nice. Yeah, I, these cards aren't too bad. Yeah. All right, let me grab. Oh, excuse me, it was out of my reach. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, God. I, I love it when he does this. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Have you ever used drugs? Have I ever used drugs? Here we go. Um, you signed up for this. I I, I did. We, we shuffled the hell out of these cards. Oh, so, <laughs> of course, yes, I have used drugs. Um, Get up. I'm <laughs> just up a Lord's Day. Bro, honestly, Come on. Like, that's a yes or no question. Yeah. Yep. Yes, it is. Next. Okay. <laughs> I think it wants you to elaborate. <laughs> yes. Oh, I will okay, elaborate. I will elaborate as far as the statue of limitations until uh, till that comes into effect. Um, how, how about you know what you know what I would love? What story I'd love you to share in this case? Sure. The brown uh, the oh the brown what I was just gonna yeah. Yeah, yeah okay okay. So several years ago, upon my second trip to Rochester, New York, um, I was with a with an ex, and. Um, we were out in Albany to participate in a bear event um, at the local gay bar called Rocks, which is fantastic. If you're ever in Rochester, New York, yeah, if you're ever in Rochester, absolutely check it out. It's a fantastic bar. Love it. Um, but since it was a bear event, there were a lot of guys coming in from other areas. And there was a, a couple from Connecticut. And we were told amongst our friends, like it was me and my ex and another couple had uh, rented a hotel room and we got a big suite so that all of our friends who lived locally or were traveling could come and party in our rooms. You know, one of the things that we used to do was I always brought my um, Cards Against Humanity and we'd play Cards Against Humanity and do jello shots and all that happy bullshit. So anyway, we're playing Cards Against Humanity, and we'd been playing for a few hours, and it's the afternoon, we're pre-gaming for the bar, and I was, I was pretty cocked at that point. I hadn't had anything to eat for, for lunch, it's like four in the afternoon, and uh, the couple comes in, and they bring in a big-ass tray of brownies and a big-ass tray of <coughs> chocolate chip cookies. And they put, you know, and we're, we have two tables put together, and, and there's uh, eight guys up one side and eight guys up the other, and so the chocolate chips were on the, the chocolate chip cookies were on the other table, the the brownies were on my table, and my inner fat kid is like, oh my god, brownies! I am so fucking hungry right now. Plus, I was super drunk, so um, I'm like, oh, so I, my ex had turned around to play with his phone or something so he wasn't looking at me but I grabbed a brownie snarfed it down and then I grabbed a, a second brownie and was just popping it into my mouth when X turns around and his eyes get as big as saucers and he's like did you just eat that whole fucking brownie I go no he goes I just saw you ate that brownie I go no you asked me if I ate the brownie yeah but I just ate two brownies and he's like, oh my god, you you just ate two of those brownies. I'm like, yeah, they're not that big. Like, it's, they're, I'm hungry. And he goes, okay, those brownies were, um, those brownies were enhanced. I'm like, okay, great, they've got vitamins and minerals in them. Fantastic. And he's like, no, no, you don't understand. Those brownies are enhanced. 
I, 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 I'm totally not following you. They were pot brownies. And I'm like, what? And he goes, yeah. What happens, Mod? Those are, like, he, one of the, one of the guys in the couple has the medical marijuana card, and he gets, like, the medical grade stuff, and he makes food out of it. I don't know how you do that, but, um, I mean, I've seen it on cooking shows, but, like, I don't know. Like, they, it already comes in as the ingredients on those cooking shows, so I don't know how they make this stuff. But supposedly, there's all kinds of ways to put weed in brownies. And it was all medical grade stuff, which I understand is a lot more powerful. That's what I've been told by everyone. Um, but the main thing is, you're not supposed to eat the whole brownie. And I did not know that. So I snarked two of them. And I can easily tell you that from my experiences of, of partaking of the marijuana when I was in high school, that I felt stoned for about five days. Wow. Yeah, so that's that's my that's my mildly interesting story about. <laughs> I remember you told me that I'm like I relate. I've been in those situations, but when <clears throat> as soon as I saw the card to ask you, I was like, yeah, I was like, this is gonna be that brownie story. That's wicked funny. Oh, cool! This is what I think I know an answer to. Have you ever met one of your heroes? Hmm. And then a hero comes along. Oh, there. Um, you know, I I really can't say that I have. Oh, like I had somebody right at top of mine for you. <laughs> who? Who are Tony you? Tony Atlas. Not that Tony's not my hero, don't get me wrong. Like I I love Tony. Like mm-hmm. whenever I can get a chance to <laughs> get a chance to be with him, every time he sees me he's like, Oh, what's going on, big man? And <clears throat> this will be this will be real quick. So yeah, you know, maybe he is. He accomplished a lot, you know. Um was I think were they the first African American tag champions? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. I was thinking um, I guess I wasn't thinking like in terms hero? of wrestling, yeah, oh, okay, like, okay. I was thinking like otherwise, you mm-hmm. know. Um, right. But I get yeah, Tony. Uh, he's always loved. I've always I've written in, written to plenty of shows with him. I sit with him sometimes in the locker room. You That's know, awesome. we we, we know, he trained me for yeah a couple of years with Luke and mm-hmm. some other guys like Casey Duncan that used to wrestle up north as well. He doesn't anymore. He. Uh, he does. Uh, I think he's doing mixed martial arts training. He's re- he's really good. He was the second person to put you on TV. Yeah. Oh yes, that's right. PBS. Was <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, he gave us an opportunity, and but my one of my those my favorite stories of Tony is he's just so like he's just so goofy, mm. that, like in a good way. Like he just is very playful. That's but awesome. you also you don't you don't fuck with Tony either. Mm. Um. <clears throat> I, he there was I think there was a miscommunication between him and uh, one of one of the uh, kids I trained with when I came back to wrestling. Uh, and his name is Danny. Uh, at the time, he was going by the name Levi Lexington, and he had a ma- we gave him a match with Tony. As kind of like a you know you're you've been really showing promise. You work hard. You 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 know you get to fight a WWE legend. And I just think there was a mis there was a misinterpretation of styles. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Certainly nothing Danny would ever do intentionally, but Tony misread uh, something, and he proceeded to just beat the crap out of Danny. Wow. And it was hard to watch, truthfully, but, Mm -hmm. like, I've never seen that side of Tony. (laughs) He's usually joking around, going around. He'll see me, like, hello, big man, how you doing? Oh, all the, there are too many black people around here. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I have met one of my Tony's. Tony's a great dude. He you know continues, um, <clears throat> you know to make appearances. And back in the day, he was just really he'd come to the boys and girls club. Yeah, you know he gave me my first opportunity to ring announce okay. when I was 14. Wow! At the boys and girls club. Wow! That I went to. Did not know that. Yes, I just real like I. It's all coming back. You know how the old the old yes, Celine brain Dion. It's all coming back to me. Now. All coming back to me. Um. Yeah, I met one of my heroes. Pretty cool. That's they, awesome. They say don't meet your heroes, but I met one of them. He's pretty dope. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. My turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. This is more relationship-oriented. Okay. What's one time lately that I've made you feel great about yourself, and how can I do that more often? Oh, my God. Um, It's going to sound really stupid and cliche, but there isn't anything that you do or say to me that doesn't make me feel loved and appreciated and special. It's There is something about you in the past year, literal year, that we've been talking and together, that there isn't one one thing that you've done that you have consistently, since the moment we met, made me feel so special, so unique, so loved and cherished and whatever. I mean, there, there just... There isn't anything that you haven't done. And... How would I ask you to continue doing that? Um, as long as you're still drawing breath, I feel like you're still going to be doing that. I can't... Like, I'm not... I don't want to dump on any... Okay, I usually do want to dump on some of my people that I've been in past relationships with. However, this relationship that I have had with you has been so special and amazing and like we have had in a year four moments of misunderstanding that wasn't even a fight that was just a minute or two of one says one thing one says another it's misinterpreted we talk it out and ten minutes later it's over like I don't even like I can't put into words how mind blowing that is that you know, we haven't had a fight. We do get along as well as we do. And every day, like, every day we still say, I love you. And and and, and I don't know if after, maybe after a year, a lot of people still do that. But I can say that in any of my past relationships before that, it wasn't nearly as often as we say it. Mm. Well, I appreciate that feedback. And I, you know, very much feel the same way. Um, I don't think I can say it as elegantly, <laughs> of course. Um, but it's, <clears throat> you know what I mean? Like you're the, you're the reason I started Big Ricker Gaming because you made me feel like I could, and 
then now we're doing this podcast. Right. You're the reason we're doing this podcast. Yeah, so, like, it's... It's nice to have that support. Like, yeah. I think the relationships I've had in the past, like, I'm not even going to, like, slight any of my exes when I say it. I'm yeah. just, I think I dated people I wasn't really, like, compatible with. Like, right. and, and I was rough around the edges in the beginning. Like, my my ex, Topher, he and I can be great friends to this day. Mm-hmm. But I, that was really my first experience being in a serious relationship with somebody Right. Who has been in serious relationships? We just we weren't ready for each other at that time, right? Um, and and that's you know understandable. And then the relationship after that was a rebound relationship, if, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah. If I've ever had one, and then the last serious one with uh, Daniel was ju- I think honestly was a relationship of convenience, and neither of us wanted to go back home to live or you know, fail in such a way that we had to do something like that, but, uh, you know, ever when I, after he, you know what I mean, he had cheated and everything, it just wasn't the same after that, like, and it was all, be, it was all because of the lying of it, but, like, even at that point, like, that was a fight that lasted for months, mm-hmm. and it would flare up every so often, but for the most part, like, everything was cool, but, um, nothing, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at all, and it's like, and I'd like either. I've, I mean, I've learned from my past experiences, like, know what's important, mm-hmm. and um, just a lot of stuff. It's just much easier to talk out, and right. Sometimes, you know what I mean. It's I don't mean to come off as aggressive as I do, but sometimes I. Feel, it's just my natural. Right. Like it's the second I feel slighted, I dig my heels, and I'm like, "Look, bitch," mm-hmm. and that's to anybody. And I shouldn't always be that way, but it's mm-hmm. just a. Growing up without right. having a spine until you were like in your mid twenties, uh, yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> I you. admit that about myself. Right, it's the way it goes. Yep. Nope. But but I love you very much, and it's and been a great you. year. And we're you know we're moving towards moving in the same, moving in together yep. in New Hampshire. Um, looking for a bigger place, and mm-hmm. we'll be able to work. You know. This whole media thing we're doing together will grow, the relationship will yep. grow, and it'll be it'll be awesome. Mm-hmm. And I love your family too; they're wild. I love your mom. Yeah, mom's my Dukes is yeah. gonna be good. I still can't wait until her and Linda get to meet. Yeah, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun one. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you like it's gonna be a fun one. I'm, I don't know. My, I know, like they've had, they've had a lot, they had like a lot of similarities. Like my mom worked at the Legion, your mom worked at the Legion, oh, and yeah. all that stuff. Like, well, we were talking about that one day. Yeah. How we're like the same version of a person from mul- different multiverses and different mm-hmm. years. Yeah, and, true story. Um, but that'll be fun. Your sisters are awesome. We're yes. pals. Yes. The well, kid- so we're pals now too, which is great. Yeah. So. And the kids, I haven't really got to spend much time with the kids. I'd like to spend more time yeah. hanging out or whatever. One of the next times I'm down, if everyone's just hanging out upstairs, we should play. Yeah, definitely. Some cards against me or something. Yeah, well, maybe not cards against. Oh, that's right, true. I forget. (laughs) Maybe not, but Christy want. Yeah, Christy and Ryan are are good to play with that. I'll bring the wrestling board game. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. Um, So, Adam, what trip affected your life so far? What trip most affected your life so far? What trip? Yeah. I would have to say the time I went to 
Las Vegas. Okay, and why? Um, it was my first really big like it was the first time I'd ever like flown to that side of the country. Oh no, because I went to Arizona before, but like first time in a big city like that. Mm-hmm. Like I grew up in Auburn, Maine. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yes, I even though I went to college outside of Boston, like this was Las Vegas. Uh-huh. Like there was stuff going on twenty four seven. Yeah. Um, I worked in the adult entertainment industry. Mm-hmm. Um, you can not, find his films. Yeah. At no, the, <laughs> There was no films. I worked in the the, the, the distribution part, the warehouse. Um, I basically would, and you know, I would do eBay orders, um, go up to the warehouse, find the find the films, put them mm-hmm. in a box, and UPS came by every day by like a certain time to pick up all my prepackaged stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we would deal with stores on the West Coast that would buy the brand new um, adult gay films. Mm-hmm. And the reason my straight boss sold gay films was because in, in the adult entertainment industry, gay uh, pornography mm-hmm. pay like is worth three to four times more than what straight pornography is worth. Right. Um, and that's why you see a lot of straight guys who do gay porn because they get paid oodles of money. But it's called gay for pay. Yeah, it's gay for pay. You know what I mean? But that's a whole different thing. Um, and that's where, and this is, the reason it affected my life is because I learned to talk about all this stuff, mm-hmm. to be in a very, like, to be in an environment where you're talking about, like, sexuality and, like, different interests and different fetishes and things like that, but you're talking about it very much... Like you got, like you would talk about the weather, or you would right. talk about your favorite sports team, like casual. Mm-hmm. It's not people huddled around, like, "Hey, oh my god, did you see that new dildo?" Yeah. <laughs> you know, like something like that. It's not like that. Yeah. You, you get with people who are like, "This is our entire line of toys," and blah blah blah. Right. And you want to check this out and hear all this swag. And um, I came home with like a suitcase full of just like different condoms and lubes oh. and. Little just business cards and trinkets and like all the swag from the porn convention. That's cool. But it was the it was but the convention that we went to was like the Super Bowl of porn conventions. Was it the AVN? Yes. Wow. Big one. That's big time. And it was at the same time as And yet you say you haven't met your idols. Right, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) I did meet Ron Jeremy. I have a Uh, picture of me uh, and him on my Facebook, actually. Oh, you may want to remove that now. I know. Ron Jeremy. I did meet him. He's like five. He's like four feet tall. He reminds me of a human version. Did you ever watch that cartoon, The Critic? Yes. He looks like Jay Sherman, but just with a mustache. (laughs) But I think that's where I learned to be a more open person, more like open personality, because you had to deal with that stuff so professionally. And I grew up as that kid, like. I, I can distinctly remember my friends in the fifth grade and I, like, anything that was remotely sexual sounding, we'd be like Beavis and Butthead, just like... Right. Yeah, I just said boob. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, now it's... I just have these... And I have friends I have such... All these open, just casual conversations with. I'd be like, yo, one time Brian and I were doing this and that, and... And now you're running around singing wet-ass pussy? Yeah. <laughs> Get a bucket and a mop for this. All right, yeah, you know. So nice. Yeah, I'd say that was that was one of the trips that affected me That's the most. A fantastic answer, and I and not at all how, how where I expected that story to go. That's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
I'm I'm an enigma. I'll you surprise are you every wrapped time. in a conundrum. Wrapped in a conundrum. You've been listening to the Two Kings podcast. We're going to pause for a brief intermission and then return for the second half of this week's broadcast. Thanks again for listening to the Two Kings podcast. Now let's return to the second half of the broadcast. Okay. And I am cinched for the gods, yes god. Right. <laughs> Have you ever had to make a public apology? A public apology? Hmm. I have not. I don't believe. Well then, I mean, if you don't, I'm going to ask you down the card because. <laughs> yeah, sure. Go ahead. Ask okay, me. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't believe that I have. Have you? <clears throat> have you ever unplugged from the internet for more than four days? From the internet? Like you? Oh, no. I have done. I, I did sixty-seven hours. For a school project, though, and um, do you? Talking we'll talking say about, we'll yeah, say that counts. Yeah. That, yeah, we'll say that counts for this. Was that from SMCC? Yes, it was. Yeah. It was for my uh, my mass comm class, and we had to. I had to do that too. Yeah, we were we, we were told to take um, unplug from the, from all technology for forty eight hours and read Walden, um, and I chose to do the project a little bit differently because you know that's just how I how I roll. But um, I lived in Maine at the time, so I came. I was planning that that same weekend I was going to do it. I was sorry, this cat has a toy. That's all. <laughs> okay, it's all good. Um, so <clears throat> I planned my forty-eight hours that I mandatory of being unplugged from the internet and every all technology to read this book with a trip home to New Hampshire to visit my mom. And my thought process behind it was, okay, I can do this. I didn't have, internet wasn't even a thing until right after I graduated high school in 1995. So I said, you know what? I lived for 18 years without the internet. I can do it for two days. So I was kind of like, I'm going to go back to, I'm just in my mind. I'm going to pretend that it's still 1995. The internet doesn't exist. So I went home, and um, it ended up being almost two and a half days. But I um, I read the book Walden. I did find that um, I did find myself more engaged in conversation. I I I brought my phone, but only to use as a camera. So other than that, like I left the car, I left the phone in the car when I went into the restaurant. And I did, I, I remember vividly my mom saying to me, my mom and I had gone out to breakfast on Sunday morning at George's Diner. And uh, we're sitting there and we're just chatting. And out of nowhere, she just says, you know, I haven't actually had a, a true 100% conversation where I have your full attention in probably at that point over 15 years. Because oh, yeah. it was just the two of us. And after that, like, I, there was... You know, I had a partner with me, or my sister was there, or then by the time I got older, I've got my phone, and I do fiddle, fiddly fuck around with my phone all the time, but generally when I'm in a restaurant, I'm only hitting my phone 
because I got a notification for something, or I'm looking up something on Google because we're talking about it. Mm-hmm. And um, but she did, you know. I noticed I was much more present. Um, I went out and I took thousands of photos of nature things that stuff that you know you you kind of don't see as much when you're not paying attention and. You know, uh, radio was not a distraction, so there was no radio, no TV. The only thing I used of technology was electricity to turn on a light bulb, you know, the, through, throughout that whole weekend. And it was a great experience. I really enjoyed it. That's awesome. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, boy. This, uh, this question is a little spicy. Uh-oh. And you go right ahead. You, we, we've committed. What do you enjoy most in the bedroom? <laughs> we've, we've, I think I'm turning pretty red right now, but we have we've committed to this. So <laughs> I don't think these cards were designed to be read on a podcast. No, but that's okay. <laughs> we, we made a commitment, babe. <laughs> we we um, commit for our right. art. <laughs> I <laughs> This is so embarrassing. It's not okay. It's okay. not like coming off the point of what we just talked yeah. about how I'd be able to have more adult conversations. Right. This is also not with the pros that's also yeah. not with the prospect of dear beloved family members. Right. Okay, so <laughs> if you have a holy picture of my me in your mind now would be the time to turn down your radio for the next 30 seconds yeah go ahead don't don't be afraid we'll be we'll be right here when you come back 30 yeah. seconds count mississippis too 30 30 seconds mississippi okay grown ups <laughs> um i am just going to i'm going to leave it at this I am very, I'm a very big fan of the uh, oral play. Uh, how you know, however you want to take that. Um, I enjoy. I've I've always thought I you know had a very silver tongue when it comes to speaking. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know the sharp tongue or whatever. Yes. But my bedroom tongue be smooth as shit. Yeah, you know the swirl, the tip, and everything. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's what that's that's the plan. Yes. So that's what <laughs> that's the answer to that question. I am bright red right now. I that's know great. what the frack, man. <laughs> <sighs> oh, this is not. A, oh, this is not like a dirty one, but okay. You get another sappy relationship one. What would you miss most if we were no longer in a, in this relationship? Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, That's what I said. I was like, Ooh, I don't like that one. Uh, I mean, everything about you. I mean, we... We talk, text, and message all day long, every day, where, when we're not together, and when we are together, we're really together, um, just, 
You know what I think I would miss most? I... The way that you make me feel, just the way your presence makes me feel, I've not experienced the feeling of feeling the way that I have for the past year. I've never felt that way in the 42 years before that. Oh, wow. So, like, everything, basically, is what I would miss. Yeah, that's not a very fun car. No. Because <laughs> you're thinking about the whole man. Well, you know. Okay, here we go. Here, let's lighten it up. Let's lighten it up. <laughs> Have you ever set two friends up on a date? Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> yes. Uh, no, I probably wouldn't be able to answer that one, really. I mean. You've not set two friends up? Not really. I don't like to interfere amongst the mortals. All right. Let me try another one, then. <laughs> Is there something that you would like to change about yourself? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I really would wish I could get myself to commit to going back to the gym and working out and getting back to where I used to be. Like, in college, when I was working out regularly with my uh, former roommate, Eric, he was very much into the gym. He'd go five, six days a week. Mm -hmm. And when we were roommates, I'd often go with him. Yeah. Uh so I wish I could get my, my mindset to, like, not always just come home and settle. Or if I'm bored, I'm like, I'll take a nap because I'm bored. But no, go to the gym because I'm bored. Or get on a routine of going to the gym. Go more than once a day like it's to alleviate the boredom. You know, something. If I could get myself to do that, make that change where that's not such a hard transition from sure. such a sen- sentient stationary life... Yeah. To going and putting in the work, you know, who knows what could happen. If I did that, I could be back in the ring. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be a lot healthier. I may not need to worry about my diabetes as much and watch the things, you know, the cars and stuff. Um, I think just that alone would make many positive changes. Sure. Um, it's all a matter of being able to just get myself to start doing right. it, you know. So. And I've been actually um, considering re re joining my gym journey as well. There you go. In the last few weeks, I've been thinking about that. Yes. Yeah. I want to lift heavy things. I don't want to do cardio. Mm. <laughs> I just want to lift. I lift heavy things already. I, I, I do other things. <clears throat> Me too. I go to the bathroom every so often. I go lift. dick. <laughs> uh, okay. This is an interesting one. Name an activity you used to do when you were younger that you don't do anymore, but you'd likely enjoy if you started doing it again. Camping. Oh, okay. When I was a kid, uh, we used to go camping quite a bit, and I really enjoyed it. However, like, I'm... I would love to... I would love to start going camping again, and I think I would really, really get back into it, but like... For me, I'm just a smidge bougie, so I would have to do, like, glamping light. Like, to the point where I must have an an air mattress or something. Like, I can't just sleeping bag on the ground. Like, you know, there's certain things that I would need, but I would love to start going camping again. Mm, I used to have a lot of fun. Um, And especially even with today's technologies that we have, like, you know... I have a one of those boxes that makes an internet hotspot in the middle of nowhere. And so, like, we could still 
be connected if we needed to or make a, at least make a phone call. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the car has... Uh, I, I bought something for the car that is a thing that plugs into the cigarette lighter that has, like, USB ports and, like, house cords. So we could... It, you know, depending on how long, like, if say we we're going for like camping for a whole week, <clears throat> we could even bring that little fridge or something. Like, we could make it like it could not be horrible. There were only a few times where camping was really horrible, and that was the times where, you know, my dad was like, um, I'm like, where's the food? And he's like, yeah, it's out in the lake. Go catch it. Those were not fun times. <laughs> but yeah, that was. It's in the lake. <laughs> Mm. Oh no! But no, I mean, I would love to do that again. All right, and hmm, here's one for you. How did you spend a typical childhood day, baby Ricker? What are we talking childhood here, though? I that I believe that's up for up for debate for you. Um, I guess like the most distinct memories I have is. You know, my early teens, you know, 12, 13, 14 years old, getting out of school, going to the Boys and Girls Club. Um, I believe we, I believe there was a point where the Boys and Girls Club was open on Saturdays. Okay. To a certain time or something like that, so. But anytime it was open, I'd be one of the kids that would be there. Um, and if it wasn't doing that, it was running around the New Auburn neighborhoods with my friends, uh, wrestling in people's yards, riding our bikes around the neighborhood. Um, and if I was home, like, for some reason, I'd be playing a video game or doing my homework or something. It's, it was very typical, very standard. But as I, like, as I got older, like, my towards the end of my childhood and my teen years and stuff, it became working and sure. hanging out with my friends. But... As a child, it was playing outside a lot. So can I ask you a question that's slightly on topic here? Um, Because you've mentioned it a few times, Mm -hmm. and I am a country bumpkin that literally I don't have any frame of reference on this and I don't even understand. What is the Boys and Girls Club, and what do you do there? What it was... Or did you do there? What it was really is like... It was a place for kids to go after school. Like, sometimes it was... Kids would go there because parents would still be working. It was towards the end. It was towards the end of, but it was still wasn't unheard of to have latchkey kids around. Okay. Um, but you get you go there after school. You check in. I think you pay like five dollars for the year membership or right. something like that. Five dollars a month or something. Um, you. They offered uh, homework help. There was a homework center. The kids could go in and get help with their stuff. Wow. Um, there was the rec room. It was like we'd have a pool league. We had an eight ball league, a nine ball league. We had a little video game corner, air hockey, uh, foosball, board games, card games. Like and that and there was a staff. Um, actually, one of the reasons I go by Big Ricker is because one of the staff. At the Boys and Girls Club that I went to, his name was Walter. Uh, big black guy. So, like, one of the fun... Like, he was just... I just remember how funny he was, you know? And we're some Facebook friends to this day, and he used to go by Big Walt. And my brother started calling me Big Ricker, and all mm-hmm. the kids were calling me that, so that's why I went back to that after putting Aftershock to rest. Right. Um, but that... You know, so you go in, uh, they also had a gym, and when I worked there, that's the room I worked in, they had a gymnasium, 
Uh, the staff there would run games with us. We'd play like dodgeball. Bat. We had a basketball league. We played other boys and girls clubs. I played on the travel team. We've traveled to like Portland or South Portland to play their boys and girls clubs. Um, I. And it was just getting involved in your community too. The director we had, John Hastings, really like gave a lot of us kids opportunities. I was in the Keystone Club, which was like the fourteen-year-olds and older. We went on like field trips together. Um, one year, John took me and some of the younger kids to the Freiburg Fairgrounds for a dog show. And what we did was we had a little camper set up, and we sold breakfast sandwiches in the morning, and then during the day, like, we got to just go check out the dog show and the stuff. It was, gave us all kinds of opportunities like that, a place to socialize with other kids. We were being supervised. We were in a safe place. We weren't all running around causing trouble. Like, it was a place for kids to go to have, like, to develop social skills. (laughs) I I am absolutely gobsmacked. That is fucking fascinating that has to be like a, a city thing no it's there's one when i was looking for jobs in new hampshire there's a boys and girls club in laconia i think right and and it's funny that you say that because not two week, two or three weeks ago i was driving home from doing my laundry and didn't i i think i even messaged you and said i have lived here almost my entire life like 43 years i've been driving on this section in of laconia and i was today years old when i found out there's a fucking boys and girls club right there. I had never even heard of it. Oh yeah, my, besides from you. Yeah, we used to do. Um, we used to play basketball games with the uh, with a handful of the Auburn police officers. There was an Auburn police liaison office up in like the upper corner of the building. So fun. Um, yes, we we had our own league. We did a volleyball league for the older kids at night. Um, we had a volleyball set that was like perfect for our gym. That's amazing. Um, they served a snack in the like an afternoon snack. Um, the boys and girls club. You had, by I think it was either by five or by six. The kids I think it was like ten and under had to go be home. Yeah, and then or twelve and under they because after stuff like from six to seven or six to eight whatever it was was time for the older kids. And that's when we did, like, the older kids' tournaments or uh, basketball practice and stuff like that. So, like, it just, it gave you somewhere to go and to socialize and, and, wow. And and develop lifelong friendships. Like, I can still remember all the people I did the Keystone Club with. Um, We're all all on each other's Facebooks. We all still talk about those days. You know, my friends like Andrew, Catrice, uh, Chantel... Just to name a few, um, our friend Chris, of course, he hits uh, Andrew's brother. Chris passed away while we were in high school, unfortunately. He'd never forgotten, of course, but um, he was like, I felt like he was like our leader of the group, you know? Like, he was, he had his he had his own issues, but like, through the Boys and Girls Club, he got into religion, um, which helps, which helped, you know, the path yeah. he was on. He met... Uh, an amazing girl. The two of them were very much in love with each other, and it was it was very. Uh, you just knew, like you know what I mean. They were gonna be right. Oh, that's amazing. You know what I mean. He was like the he was like a big brother to all of us. Right. You know, like he, um, he helped get me like I was like I had so you know what I mean. I got picked on a lot as a kid, so trying to transition into the boys and girls club. He was like one of the first people that helped make me feel right, like I belonged and stuff, and 
Uh, my brother went there too. My brother was like a pool champion there. <laughs> we did the eight ball and the nine ball league, and he like won both of them. I think like he would. Wow. And then my dad's a great pool player too, so that's where my brother got it from. Um, but yeah, there's just it's so many things. I don't really know much about it now. Um, as I got older, I ended up getting a job there. I worked there a couple times, um, and then I got hurt wrestling one summer, and I couldn't do the job anymore, so I had to call, I called out one day, and then I came in the next day, and she, like, had me sign a piece of paper, because I called out, and then she's like, well, we're gonna let you go, I was like, whoa, hey! Because you called out once? Yeah. Wow. It was their summer program, I'm sure oh. she had to do my job and wasn't happy about oh, it. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Thank yeah. you for that. That's, yeah. I really wish I had that kind of an experience. Um... I even look like I said, I'm going to see what the Boys and Girls Club has to offer in Laconia. Because yeah. it'd be a fun job, like, if it was something with more time. But we'll see. Um, what's a favorite memory from when we were dating? And what? <laughs> what's a favorite memory from the past year when we... I'll rephrase it in my own way, because it's... Okay. Or actually, no, I'll just read it as it is. What's a favorite memory from when we were dating and what made it so fun? Okay, um, that's very easy. In January, um, I remember sitting at home one night and I was reading a newspaper or a comic book or something. And I was waiting for you to get out of work so that we could video chat because you were you would sign up for some weird shift during the day or something. And you're just like, oh yeah, you know, I'll... Um, and, I, and I know I had the next couple of days off. But um, there was, like, radio silence for several hours. I'm like, what is going on? He got out of work, like, a while ago or something. And I got a message from you. And you're like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh, I'm just reading a magazine or whatever. And uh, you're like, well, what would you say if I, you know, what would you say if I came down or something? And I'm like, oh, that would be great. Yeah, I would love that. You're like, well, I'm actually over at Irving. You were, like, just five minutes away. And I'm like, oh my... So you came down and surprised me during the middle of a goddamn snowstorm. We, uh, you brought me that, that shirt, the Grateful Dead shirt. Mm-hmm. You surprised me just by coming down. And then we went out to eat. We went to Applebee's in mm-hmm. Tilton. And, and it was a friggin' whiteout going down on yeah. 93. But we, we went out to dinner and... It was just so wonderful that you you completely you were able to successfully surprise me, which is not easy to do when you live you know four hours away, and um, also it's not that easy to surprise me anyway. But, right. but that's fantastic. I was just absolutely that's what it was, and what made it fun was everything about it. But like I remember the fact that you just you just showing up and being like, hey, I remember to keep up the ruse. Um, the day before, or the, like a couple days before, while I was at work, already knowing I was going to do this, um, I took pictures of work. Like, oh, here's the wall. You know what I mean? You knew what my, the background of where yeah. I worked looked like. Oh, look, I'm making dinner. You know, I took, mm-hmm. I took a picture of the dinner or whatever. And I made it look so yeah. I'm like, yeah, when I get out. I'm like, I'll call you because I got really good news mm-hmm. when I get out. That's what it was. You didn't want to yeah. talk about it. Over, you were going to talk about it, but not until you got out of work. And then, right. um, yeah, I pulled into Circle K. Yeah, and the and good that's news I, is. Yeah, and it was like the time I was supposed to get out of work. Yeah. 
And I was like, what would you say if I told you I was five minutes away? Like, what? Nah! I would freak out because I think my apartment is a mess. And I, I, know, he, I go in there, it looks immaculate, and he's like, sorry for the mess. Well, there was a bag on the counter. I was like, oh my god, look, this is my place. My place looks like a disaster area. <laughs> but they have, that's cool. I'm glad you enjoyed yeah, that. that was wonderful. What? <laughs> here's, here's another spicy one for Adam. Oh my god. Uh... What's your favorite sexual memory with me, and would you like to create it? <laughs> to create it? To recreate it. Oh my god. We already created it once. <clears throat> that's how it's a memory. I have a feeling I know which one. I would what is to... You might you might be surprised. Okay. Um, this was more. I think this was the time that we stayed at the Days Inn. Oh, was it Days Inn? I think it was the first time we stayed at a hotel. Like we met in the middle. Yeah, yeah, in Portland. Uh, in uh, blah, Portland. 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 Yeah, and like how uh, we were getting ready to go to bed, and of course we're like doing our thing or whatever, and all I can see is just, like, people walking by, like, the hallway light shining through under the door, and I'm like, I know people are around, and Mm -hmm. it's not exactly like we're very quiet. (laughs) Um, So, I just kept, and I kept giggling, because I'm like, other people are getting here. (laughs) And would you like to recreate that? No. No? I mean, I don't, maybe. Yeah, like... I want to recreate what what was going on. Well, yeah, yeah. Of course, like yeah. don't get me wrong. Right. But like, I don't know. It's yeah, sure. Why not? I'll recreate right. it. Right. That's so exciting. People can hear. They're jealous. Okay. Like, there's a lot of male grunting in that room. Yeah. To fem it up a little bit. Uh... <laughs> All right. Let's. Oh God. What's your most embarrassing memory from junior high? My most embarrassing memory from junior high. Oh, there were so many. Um, let's see. Okay. My most embarrassing moment from junior high, I really think, would be when... Um, when I spring of 8th grade I really was very keen on this girl and uh, I know this is weird but I um, there's a girl that I really liked and I just made a fool of myself chasing after her and of course hindsight is twenty twenty. like I obviously was not romantically interested in this girl, but, um, you know, she was the person that I was really interested in. I just, again, I made my, I made a fool of myself for way too long. First of all, I mean, I, I'm going to use this air quotes, lusted after her for like, for like three years. And, um, it just, it never happened. She was, I was all, I was friend zoned immediately. This girl, Kelly, not the one that you met. Um, like, to the point where it was okay for her to spend the night at my house for the over the weekend, and I could, like, spend the night at hers with the door closed, and our parents didn't care. It's like our parents kind of, I feel like they knew, like, more than we did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's the most embarrassing thing to me, was that I wasted three years of, like, 
running after Kelly, wanting her to be my girlfriend, when that's clearly never what I wanted. <laughs> but I felt like that was something that I had to be going after. So I guess that would be my most embarrassing thing. Mm. Sounds... Sounds... Yeah, I get... I'm sitting here processing the whole thing. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Like, was it... I guess my follow-up question would be like, were you, like, chasing afterward? Like, did you know that at that time that you were gay, or... Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Was this... Because, I mean, I've been there, too. Like, I have had, like, a few girlfriends... And nobody understood it. Everyone was just like, what the... I thought... Yeah. Well, um, not that we, but it, we reached that three-month mark where we, had, we hadn't done anything besides hold hands. Right. I never even held her hand. Yeah, see, we held hands, but, like, then three months came, and she... The girl came into the arcade where I was hanging out with my friends and threw a note at me, and she's like, I cheated on you at a basketball game and kissed a boy, and we're not having that physical closeness. I'm like... Bullet dodged. Right. But, like, (laughs) we never even went out. Like... Oh, it was just like a... Yeah, it was like... Um... Like the... I would have to say the the cliche of that nerd who's always, like, lusting after the hot girl. Gotcha. But, like, she wants him to do his... She wants him to do her homework. Kelly wasn't like that. Like, we were actually good friends. Like, we were, like... BFFs. I got you. Okay. Like, she was, like... I was her BFF with a penis. And, like, I was treated as... I was treated just like one of the girls. You can ask any of those girls. They... Just one of the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to ask you that one. What? I don't want to ask you that one. Why? I'll have to see it. Can you set it aside so I can see it after? Oh, I can show you what it is now. I just... I feel like there's a more fun one I could ask. Oh, yeah, that's fine. Okay. If you had children, how good a job do you think you would be? How good of a thing? Remember, if you had children, how good a job do you think you would be doing raising them? <clears throat> I think if I if it, it came into play that I or we were raising children, um, there'd be a lot that I would change in service to dedicating my time to raising them. Right. Um, I think I would do a pretty good job. Um, I've learned a lot about, like, being a DSP, I learned a lot about the power of personal choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd always be there to advise and make sure my children are safe and make sound decisions, but I know as a kid, oh, well, the way I learned was, you know, trial and error. Right. And I would feel like I would let my children know that this is the expectation I have, but if you feel like you're in trouble <clears throat> or you need help or something's not right about a situation, I don't care. I would rather you ask for help than something bad happen to you. Right. But make your choices be smart about it. Like, I don't want... You, the more I feel like I would restrict, the more outlandish behavior I would yeah. get. That's just... That would be me. But I would definitely focus... You know what I mean? My, my priority wouldn't be sitting down in front of my video game because I need a few minutes to myself um I would be that parent that tried to be there as much as possible like yeah. work during the day while my kids are at school and make sure I'm out in time to be home to take care of them after that's the kind of parent I would want to be yeah ideally I know like a lot of I, I'm not a parent so I'm not even going to pretend like I know what that's like but 
I would like to think that's how I would be. Right. Um, I know life happens, and we all <laughs> things in an ideal world things <laughs> don't always go right. So and I'd like to think that I would, you know, because it, because I'm not a parent and I can't judge what other parents do, but I would like to think that I try and learn from what I perceive to be mistakes that I see parent like ooh I don't I wouldn't want to do that yeah. and stuff that I learned from my own childhood from my own experiences and the experiences of seeing my friends with their parents I, I'd treat my kids just like I treat my friends sometimes with that blunt honesty mm-hmm. I'd be like why are you doing that that's not a good decision right so I think that's I, I don't know I think I'd do an okay job yeah. I would do my best not to have like a contentious relationship, right? Just because no one wants that. No one wants that, and I just my parents were always there for me, mm-hmm. um, and I just I'd always want to be there for my kids too. Yeah. So. If I ever have kids, mm-hmm. never know what life will bring your way. So, right. all right, let's uh, let's. You want to do what? One last round back? A couple more, yeah. A couple mm-hmm. more. What do you need to let go, and how can you do so? Um, okay. I mean, I'm the first thing that springs to mind is a couple of cocktails. Huh? A couple of cocktails to let go. No, I mean, I think, I think what the question's asking, or at least how I'm perceiving it, What's something that you need to let go of? Oh. Um, and how <clears throat> can you... Wow. It's kind of profound. Uh, I've spent a lot of time over the... A few years ago letting go of a lot. Um, and it's not... You know, whatever it is, like, trying to let go of something. I don't... There, there is something that I'm trying to gently let go of that I'm not going to go into great detail about, but you know what it is. And um, it's, a, it's, it's a process that I'm working on, but there are things that I have to do to facilitate that. And, you know, documents need to happen and things like you. that. And I, got, I, know, I mean, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um... <laughs> It's more of a, there's more moving parts to it. Like, emotionally, I've let 90% go of what I needed to let go of. Um, And the remaining 10% is what remains, you know, where where we're at now. Um, But as far as other things that I have to do to let go are coming soon. But it's not entirely in my hands, so... But it's in process. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hate it to be so vague, but you know, I, I, was say, I, was say, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so, yeah, and people that really, really know us personally know what that's about too. So you know, oh god, it's maybe a spicy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's like Cool oh. Ranch spicy. Um, which of my body parts is your favorite? No, you, if you got to be vague on one of those questions, I'd like another question, please. Okay. I already talk nasty on the air. All right. Then I'll ask you again. spicier. Then I'll go to you. Uh, what's your idea of a perfect vacation, and how can we make it happen? 
I'm curious what your perfect vacation is. I'm not the type, I don't think I'm the type that could be away for an entire week. Okay. But I would really love to go to um, a resort or like even I want to I'd love to spend a day in Orlando and then this is all not even taking covid into account. Right. I'm going to pretend we I'm going to in this situation we are in a covid free world. Right. Um I would love to go down to Florida to Orlando, mm-hmm. stay at the resort, spend 2 days exploring Universal Studios and the Islands of Adventure again. Um Eating at like all the different, you know, famous places to eat down there. Um, getting to see some friends and family that are around, if so. Um, not worrying about work at all. Um, just something relaxing like that. Even like uh, even a day where like oh it's raining today, let's hang out in the hotel room and just be lazy, mm-hmm. or let's go you know something like that. Let's find something indoors to do. Right. Oh. It's a trip. I like traveling. I like going to the airport and taking the flight and stuff like that. So that would be a great vacation. Like even just like three days, four days, come home, and if there's still time left in the vacation, staycation the last part of it. Okay. Just to be in my house and relax, not have to worry about anything. Okay. Therapeutic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So this was a fun episode. Yeah, I gotta say something. I didn't appreciate all the spicy questions. I, <laughs> and I'll say that I'm I really me, don't know if I appreciate you, you got all the sappy questions. Yeah. I got all the spicy questions. Yeah. This is a fix. This is a work. Yeah. Who's right. booking this shit? <laughs> I don't know, man. I ain't the booker. Uh, you shuffled the cards. Okay. Oh sh. So it's usually how it goes but no this is really fun I really enjoyed this um, me too and, I, and I'm pretty sure that our, our listeners enjoy our Two Kings Q&A yes I, I want to do those again too um, but yeah so thank you for joining us this week um, at the Two Kings podcast where it's always Saturday and we will see you next week with a brand new episode yes I'm very excited I can't yeah. wait Alright. So until then, guys, take care of each other. Be safe. Wear a mask. Let's just let's just move forward with this virus thing so we yes. can get back to a normal world. Yes. And uh, as always, wash your damn hands. Yep. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, have a wonderful week, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.